1: Folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal, Ryan, and this is your Wednesday episode. Now, if you've made it to Wednesday, you're halfway through the work week. And we always say on this show, if you've made it to Wednesday, you can phone in the rest of the week. You just tell them Ryan Bailey told you it was fine to completely phone it in from this point forward. Now, this is Wednesday. If you're listening to this during the day, just know that tonight you are seeing the Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part Duh. Part 2. And uh, that means we only have three more episodes of Vanderpump Rules this season, and it cannot come... Soon enough. I, I'm I'm so, my body is ready for this to be over. Now, I, I can only imagine the body is ready for all of this cast for this to be over. Today's guest is the one and only Katie Maloney, who has been with this show since the first season. Now, if you listen to this show on a regular basis, um, you know I have wanted to speak to Katie pre scandal So this was a huge get for me. Um, and I got to tell you, we did this interview. It's like 55 minutes, and I, 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 I got to tell you, I need 555 more minutes. I, I got to maybe one tenth of the questions I wanted to talk to her about, and you just can't exhaust these kind of guests like this. To me, this is to this to me. I, I'm retiring after this <laughs> This is it. This is it. This is what I wanted. And it was so nice to have this happen. We did this interview on Friday and, uh, you know, she was just, she was great. She was great. She was so great. She was so game. And, uh, I hope you guys dig this. I think this is a great pregame for the reunion tonight, but let's talk a little bit about the reunion tonight and let's talk about the hysteria that is continuing to go on around Scandiball. I have done so many podcasts about Vanderpump Rules. Not just Scandal, but pre-Scandal. I've talked about this show and loved this show for so long. And now we are teased with what is the big surprise? We are teased by Alex Baskin, one of the executive producers of this show and works for Evolution Media. And I think they have handled this whole scandal so just masterfully. They've they've managed to like pick back up cameras. They've managed to tease this out. And I, uh, I, I truly think this show will garner an Emmy nomination this year. Isn't that wild? Emmy nominations for reality shows, remember, they usually go to competition reality shows. You usually get a top chef or a survivor in an amazing race. But this year, Vanderpump Rules is a cut above anything else that you are going to see this year. And if you were listening to the show for the first time, welcome. You are in the right place. I know you heard music at the beginning. I know that might scare you. Remember, there are timestamps. You can skip to Katie right now. I totally get it. You can skip there right now. Just look at the the description. It will be right in there. But uh, I just think how amazing this show that we all have loved. All of you out there listening, most of you guys have loved it like I've loved it. And it is fascinating that we are now at a point where the world is watching. Isn't that wild? The world is watching this season. So we're like, welcome. And know what's funny is that then they they go back and they watch from the first season and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Are you kidding me? Who is this jack's guy? (laughs) Um so there's this alleged huge piece of information that's supposed to come out, right? And they're saying, we don't want, and I I asked Katie about this, uh, we want to wait for the cast members to even see if they want to sign up for season 11 until we reveal this information. And there's been so many rumors. We've already speculated in the last five days of what this could be. What could this be? I think uh, Monday's episode I did with Dana Omari at IG Famous by Dana. We talked a lot about this because I was trying to break down the rumors of what would make me not want to sign up as a cast member. And, you know, one of those just for me personally is if you told me I would have to do the whole season in the nude and I'd be like, I'm out. I I refuse to take off my clothes. I would like to be fully clothed, uh, two layers, at least if I film. So that would be something that would personally turn me off. But I was trying to think what would turn this cast off. And listen, Raquel, Rocky, Rachel, whatever we want to call her, you know, I was thinking even in the simplest terms, well, maybe it's just the fact that Tom and Raquel, Rachel are still together. Maybe that's the thing that they could think would possibly offend certain members of the cast, but I truly don't give a shit, right? We don't give a shit. And also, I do have to say about that Tom photo that's being passed around of him on a Southwest Airlines flight or United or whatever the hell he was on. He was handing, you know, his phone was out and it said Raquel Levis on the cell phone. First off, I. I hate to be all conspiratorial, but this dude is now being photographed everywhere. Half the time, he's probably calling them them himself. You think this guy, if he really was trying to hide something, he wouldn't keep it closer to the vest? You think he was—and by the way, do you really think Tom is somebody that spells out the first name and the last name in his phone contacts? None of that rings true to me. Like, listen, that could be Tom, but Janet Elizabeth was on the show on Friday and says— potentially Janet only has 15 uh, 30 minutes of phone calls each day wherever she's at who knows if that is true or not so you're saying this just happened to be on the plane and then the plane photos seem to be from a bunch of different angles i i something smells fishy to me but i'm sorry i feel like everything tom has done up to this point seems a little fishy to me so Remember, don't buy into everything that you see. So maybe it's just as simple as they're still together and we find that out at the reunion. But if that is the case, this Carly girl that is his quote-unquote friend in Texas, Austin, who says... I'm just his friend. How dare everybody just come at us? I'm just his friend. All of a sudden, he's just, like, befriending, like, 25-year-olds in Austin. (laughs) That's, isn't that wild? He's befriending all of a sudden, like, young influencer-type girls in Austin. Isn't that, like, what about his friends in St. Louis? Can he depend on them? It's all of a sudden influencer girls that use heavy facetune and yassifying themselves. So there's that. Potential. But what I was thinking also is that I I keep leaning into this, of course, timeline that that potentially the timeline of Scandal is way skewed, that maybe this has been going on a lot longer and that could be offensive because, you know, potentially. But then there's another thing of like, what what could potentially turn this cast off or make them they need to know this information before they would sign up for another season? And the thing I keep going back to is that potentially they are splitting off Vanderpump Rules. They could be doing Vanderpump Valley finally, and you could have the, that may be the entrance point for Jax and Brittany back on, um, Dodie, you know, you would have hopefully Katie, you would hopefully have Ariana, and then maybe there's another Vanderpump Rules, and that Vanderpump Rules involves the cast of Schwartz and Sandys. I mean, that would be potentially offensive to some of the cast members, because, you know, we've had a lot of people. I will say this. to uh, I was in Schwartz and Sandy's in December of this past year and had dinner. And I I talked with Brett, the manager. We were very friendly at the time. He followed me on Instagram. I followed him back. He has since unfollowed me <laughs> since all of this. And I've since unfollowed him. And he said, oh, yeah, we pop up a lot, you know, on this next season. And, and they did include Schwartz and Sandys. But what if it's that they are splitting off and they're going to follow Schwartz and Sandys? You know, the, there's going to be a cast out of there and they're going to be save Schwartz and Sandys. This is all going. You know, that could be a potential thing that potentially would upset people. Right. There's also that theory that this is going to Vegas. You have Vanderpump Vegas. You were introduced Oliver Garcelle's son. That could be a thing as well. I guess my question is, do we find out tonight, or do we find out next week, or do we find out on the quote-unquote Secrets Revealed episode? I guess we will find out, but you know we will talk about it nonstop on this show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, listen. If you like this show, rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. All of that stuff, man. If did you listen to Tuesday's episode? I want to apologize for one thing. I did a whole succession recap of the series finale, and i uh, i uh, I introduced Kendall as Logan. I confused. Oh, sorry. Kindle as Roman. I confused Kindle and Roman. I was going through the castmates and I said Roman was played by Jeremy Strong and it's Kindle. I corrected myself 10 minutes later, but I got messages about it today. So I just want to know, let you guys know, I know, I'm sorry. But I was so proud of that episode. I was so proud of my Tina Turner tribute. I was I really loved that episode so much. Also go to So Bad It's Good on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. I did a full hour and twenty minute recap of Summer House finale part one. And, I, man, talk about bad vibes. You, know, you know it's bad when Summer House Reunion Part 1 gives you worse feelings in the season of Vanderpump. Because I was just like, I don't know how I can fix this. It's like Summer House is becoming a real Housewives of New Jersey, which I watched the, uh, the finale or the reunion Part 1 of today. And I just, I'm like, wow, we're, we're at it again. We're all fighting. Teresa and Melissa at it again. Woo! It, it, it just all blends to me. And the sad thing is I thought Melissa did an amazing job at actually kind of stating certain facts and opinions. But my opinion doesn't matter because at this point we are so set in our ways that if you – like I think I like both of them. I like Teresa, Teresa and Melissa. But that's not good enough these days in that fandom. You've got to be vehemently against one or the other or your opinion doesn't count. And so that makes it not that fun of a show to watch. But uh, go listen to my full Summer House recap over there. I have a lot of opinions, and especially on where they go from here. Because I don't know really how Carl and Lindsay actually stay on this show. And that's sad because I do like Carl and Lindsay, but I just don't know. This is where I just would love to talk to somebody from production again. Of what they're thinking about, what they're going through. Now, tonight, you guys, I uh, we had a, a farewell dinner for one of my friends, Rich. And I've known Rich since college. And he's going back to Kansas. And we met up with seven of my good guy friends. But some of these guy friends I have not seen in years. And we met up at Musso and Frank's, just an iconic restaurant in Hollywood. Been open for 100 years. And I, I, I've I've talked about this more on the Patreon thing. I've I've kind of have this weird agoraphobic thing where I'm like kind of like just very comfortable in my own setting, and in my I don't like to go out. I'm very comfortable, you know, in here or with my family. But I'm I'm very nervous to go out anymore. Like I just bail on things right and left. I get really nervous at the last minute. I have anxiety that I've never had before. But I I did go to this this uh, dinner tonight, and it was wonderful. Within the first five minutes, I was like, oh, my God. You know, it's like those things. You're just like, oh, I missed this. I miss this, in, this completely. It was so nice. I was so happy I went. I don't know if you guys have had experiences like that. That pandemic. You guys remember that pandemic? It really got us used to some very bad habits. You know, before the pandemic, when you would be able to stay in and just stay by yourself, you were considered like kind of cool and a rebel. And then during the pandemic, it became necessary. And then afterwards we just have very deep seated issues. (laughs) But anyways, I was uh, out there. One of my friends uh, is one is a very good friend with one of the producers of said Vanderpump rules. And I, we were talking about it, and I had to uh, do an elevator pitch for Scandal. My buddy Andrew was like, okay, just, just give me an elevator pitch. What is Scandal?" And I was trying to explain why it's world news. What is it? So what is it to you guys? Think about this. I don't know the answer, but what, 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 what was the elevator pitch you would give to your friends? Would it be a show that we've watched for 10 seasons, that we have loved some of the characters, that we've grown up with some of these characters, that we've believed in some of them. And then all of a sudden, some of these people that we believe in completely uh, switch course. You change completely how you think about them. They do things that you would never would have guessed. Even though you've seen a show of these people betraying each other for 10 seasons. You find out in the 10th season, some people are as horrible, if not more horrible, than they were in the first season. There's cheating. There's cheating. There's love, there's fight, fighting, laughter, sadness, all of these things that are universal. But why did this grab us the way it did? And I want you guys to think about this and I want you to think about their your answers because I'm going to come to you in a couple weeks and I'm, I'm legitimately going to ask you specifically and I'm going to have you call in and tell me what you've learned from this and what you think of this and what this has taught you. So start Percolating with that, um, but my friend, uh, who knows one of the producers of Vanderpump Rules, and and like I tell you, even even having Katie on today, even having I'm not some I'm somebody trying to get information from anybody in my DMs. I'm not like give me this, give me that. If anybody wants to offer up information, I'm all ears. But I'll still like kind of hold that close to the vest. I try to be trustworthy for the most part. But we were talking, to, and I was like, dude, your friend killed it this year. Your friend killed it this season. And they talking about their friend and they were saying, "Well, I know, you know, from a personal standpoint, they were very upset when this broke. It's very real because they had to um they had to skip out on some kind of fantasy football or fantasy baseball or something. And I thought that was so funny of like, remember, this is a job to some people and even if this job is with these people, and, and, you know, my friend expressed how much this person cares about the entire cast. They still have a life they have to live, but it expressed to me that this, because I was saying, you know what really annoys me, that people think this was all fake. You know, saying, well, I know it's definitely not fake because this person was very bummed because they had to put this fantasy football or what a fantasy sport, whatever the hell, they had to put that aside to go back and work, to go back and pick these cameras up. And I just thought, what has happened this year with Scandal? What has happened with this cast? You are not going to see for such a long time in reality shows ever again. Even though I think it has left an indelible mark, a footprint in reality shows that people will try. And I think people will use this season as an example for striving for more. And you might say, Ryan, you're being way too passionate and weird about this, but I don't think I am. Think about all of this. Think about how much we've talked about this, what the discourse has been for these last couple of uh, months. It's really incredible. And I truly wonder where we do go from here, us reality show lovers, after these next three weeks, after we let this cast go until they start filming again. And then we wait for production to, you know, wrap, edit, all of that stuff. Where do we go from here? So with that, we have one of the 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 founding cast members on Vanderpump Rules today, and like I said earlier, I hope Katie will consider coming back at some point because I, it's like the tip of the iceberg, and I know you're like, oh, I wish she asked her this. you know, I, I wish she asked her this, or I wish she asked, guys, I know, I wish I, uh, I have, I I have replayed this interview in my head for the last five days four days and and I I have so many things so many more things I want to talk to her about but it is you know what the impression I got you guys and this is gonna this is gonna blow you away I got the impression that she was a very real person you know she was even in her I think it was her guest bedroom Gordo and Butters her dogs were making noise which I'm so used to when my dog is here making noise and you know I hate to keep reminding people of the obvious, but I was like, oh my God, that's a real person. It's a real person. She's a real person. And uh, having said all of that, I still would, I'm so fascinated. I have so many other things to talk to her about. So hopefully this goes well enough and you guys are nice enough and let her know that, that you like this that she will come back again. And I hope this. Uh, I hope that that happens. And uh, like I say in the podcast, shout out to Terry Maloney. If you're listening, uh, Katie's mom, she's a very, very nice person. And uh, that's it. So here she is, the one and only Katie Maloney. And remember, I will be taking Thursday off and I'll come back to you on Friday with a jam-packed two-episode Vanderpump Rules arc. And that is it. Have a great Vanderpump Rules reunion part two. And I'll talk to you guys again on Friday. Here she is, Katie Maloney. Good. Today is huge for this show. I said at the beginning of this season of Vanderpump Rules, there was one person in particular I wanted to speak to. And today that dream is becoming a reality. You might know her as one of the founding members of a little show called Vanderpump Rules. She has spent 10 seasons on this show, which is unheard of. You also might know her as a business owner of the soon-to-be-open something about her. You might know her as at music kills Katie on Instagram, or even by an old, now-defunct moniker, Tequila Katie, which I am rebranding as Tequila Sunrise Katie, because I feel after this past season, we are in a new dawn for our next guest, a new era, as Taylor Swift would say. She has one of the best moms in the game. She is also someone that has proven to be right, even if it's taken us a little bit of time to catch up. To to see that, I couldn't be more excited to have her with us today. So, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Katie Maloney.
2: Oh, that was a very uh, that's a great intro. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I've, I listen. I've been thinking about this since the beginning of the season, and and you know, we've kind of DM'd back and forth. Is that I, even before Scandal, you were the one that I wanted to watch this season because coming into this, you were dealing with such intensity in your actual personal life. And somebody that's been through divorce myself, I just couldn't imagine what you were headed into this season having to deal with. Were you scared coming into this season?
2: Um, not too much. I mean, I know, I mean, I think after 10 seasons, you kind of know what to expect and you also know, you know, to expect the unexpected that you can't really (laughs) control, you know, uh, anything really. Um, you know, and Tom and I, we had already put kind of some mileage behind us in terms of like, you know, the, the divorce aspect of it all. And I felt like we were in a good place. So I wasn't, I really wasn't too worried about that. To be honest, I felt I, I was, I felt like I was in a good place. I mean, it's, as you know, that it's divorce is, is mindfuck and, and the the process of that isn't linear. So Especially that
1: first year, though, the first like you talked about it all this season of really trying to establish that friendship. And every time you would say that, I'd be like, oh, because it would that was so hard for us to do. And I think we still are, you know, it, it's up and down. So to go through that on national television, I was like, oh, this is going to be potentially a wild ride for you.
2: I Yeah, I know. I mean, we we really earnestly wanted to to be friends and try because obviously, you know, we're you know on a show together work you know co- co-workers castmates whatever you want to call it <laughs> I
0: guess And coworkers. you know, we
2: had the dogs and we we also had you know a lot of our best friends were the same people so like there was there was a lot of things at play that made sense to us to try to maintain a friendship and also there was still a lot of love between us you know yeah we didn't want to become strangers we didn't want to you know get rid of each other
1: so to speak. no i mean it's completely noble, those feelings. And we started to empathize so much with you. And I thought in the past, a lot of us have said this, is that, you know, Mr. Schwartz is, uh, very charming. I've met him a bunch in real life. He's so, you know, he's cute. He's funny. And sometimes, you know, you, you had to bear the brunt of that because you were sometimes the grounding force in that relationship. And especially how we, uh, we deal with women in this world. There's like this internalized misogyny that goes with everything that I felt like you really suffered from. Was that hard to watch people responding and trying to take care of him?
2: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something I maybe didn't clue into all the way until more recently. I think Sorry, the dogs are just like all around my feet. No, they,
1: if I could get a, an exclusive with Gordo and Butters, that would be huge for the show. That's
2: they're, they're scratching and sniffing and sneezing. Um, <laughs> it wasn't something that I totally had like completely clued all the way in on until I was like fully out of it um, and had done kind of a bit of my own introspective work and in healing and and um, the and, it, and it, the Schwartz specifically of it of like. Being, and I was aware that I was that person in the couple that was the, um, hold on,
1: yeah,
2: Gordo Butter, okay, that was the one, um, yes,
1: yes, that
2: that, you know he was the likable one. He we love Schwartz and you know, and I was just like, okay, well, I that's just you know that's just who I'm going to be, and everyone's going to love Schwartz and you know, and um. But the misogyny, the internalized misogyny was something that like, I really, that became very apparent to me sort of like later on. And I was like, this is really kind of fucked up that like, you know, the, being the partner to somebody who's so likable, who gets away with so much aside, I think in general, women um, have impossible standards a lot of the time that, you know, if we're not, As we should be in terms of the way society thinks we should be, you know, Um, whether it's just the likability factor of it all, the being, you know, upbeat, smiling all the time, just positive, you know, it's just like, that's just not how we are as humans. And we're like, if women have complex emotions, if we're, if we handle things the way, you know, we want to handle them, if it makes people feel uncomfortable, then, you know. They're not going to like that. If we if if we're assertive, if we stand up for ourselves, if we, you know, um,
1: really speak your mind, if you really speak your mind, you're almost sometimes punished for it. Like I get away sometimes with a lot more being a dude and you like I even feel it. But it's interesting watching this fan base, even with the scandal of it all, you know, there's still those people of like. Come on. I love, you know, like you, you sense that they would still go to bat for both of these guys when there's been repeated offenses of like these guys at this point on this show needs to prove themselves. I'm even talking about DJ James Kennedy. So it's very interesting that we still get blowback on some of the women in this show. I find that interesting.
2: Oh yeah. The, the empathy, I call it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, By the way, you, that needs to be your send it to Daryl shirt. Empathy.
2: Empathy.
1: Now I got both of them because they're... Gordo and Butters.
2: Yes. Hi, guys.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, I guess to, to steal from Howie Mandel, uh, who is Sheena?
2: Was that?
1: Who's Sheena? Who oh, is, who's who's Sheena? is Sheena? Who <laughs> um, is I was thinking about Scandaball. It's like, how sick of this are you? Like, this is such hysteria. You've been with the show for 10 years. You are now riding this wave of this Vanderpump economy, you know, the past two seasons were kind of whatever. And now it's exploded again. You were there from the beginning. Are you getting sick of the, the, the white hot heat on this show right now?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I'm getting, uh, like sick of it. There's, there's certain like, uh, theories that I get sick of, (laughs) of, you know, um, but no, I mean, I think it's par for course that things get exhausted and sort of run into the ground a little bit. But um, not necessarily. It's just like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I mean, I, I, to me, it's still fascinating that people are fascinated by it. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be weird. I mean, especially weird being in your position. I was reading the LA Times article, which you guys, if you hadn't read it, they did a great piece on uh, Katie and Ariana this week, highlighting the restaurant. But you were talking about it, the reunion, Ariana hadn't seen it yet. And you were like, girl, you got to see it. The whole thing was great. The whole, t- The whole way through. And I was like, you were on stage. And it's so interesting that you were there, but watching it back, you were like, it was great. It was really fun to watch. And I thought that was interesting.
2: Well, yeah, because when you're there, you you'll miss certain things or you'll be like caught up in moments or your adrenaline is going, or it's, it's really hard. Like you're present, but it's hard to really be taking every moment in and everything that everyone's saying. Yeah. you will just kind of black out, honestly.
1: So to see this, you, you pick up on all of these things. What was your, you thought it was a lot of fun. Is there anything that stood out for you? On part one, and how were you like us when you saw the trailer that Rachel was in? I mean, it the, the Rachel fan cam was insane, it was perfect. But like, I want a Rachel fan cam and everything. She was like there, like it was the parent trap or something. She was like just watching it, like she was enjoying it, like a movie.
2: And I when I see like memes and they're like, why was she, why does she look like she's like watching cartoons? Like, it's, it's like, like a child, something. it's like it's wild to me. That she's just, it's like, she's almost like she doesn't realize that this is, like, actually, like, real and happening. And it's just, again, it's like the no remorse.
1: I've said this many times. Like, I, I've hung out with her a handful of times. And I just, she was always nice, but I could never get a beat on her personality. Like, you can sometimes pick up on energy from somebody and it was just always blank and I didn't understand um I just didn't I still don't understand her she's the big question mark you've said multiple times throughout the season you and Lala you were very wary of her of course from your you had one of the most beautiful moments of the season at the wine shop with Ariana when you said this is just too much I can't do this after Rachel was like I still want to make out with Tom and you literally took that in and we saw you struggle with it internally. What did it, t- I mean, in that moment, I just couldn't imagine what you were going through because it almost felt like she was daring you to like, grab her. I
2: mean, there that was, um, yeah, that was a difficult moment because um, the it was like the uh, audacity and I was just like I just had a conversation with you like I thought I thought like you understood I really thought you understood because after we had that conversation with me her and Lala you know Lala ended up leaving at one point like Raquel and I ended up sticking around we were having you know drinks martinis or whatever we ended up sharing an uber home like chatting you know I thought like okay like this was a bit of like kind of a bonding moment. I thought like there was like a little bit of a breakthrough moment. So for her to like negate all of that, you know, and again, like not everyone could knew everything I was going through all the time um, because I would share bits and pieces or I wouldn't share anything because talking about it, you know, in therapy and then talking about it with certain select people, I just, I couldn't keep repeating myself over and over and over it just wasn't the healthiest decision to do um or the healthiest thing to do to you know yeah. um I kind of want to talk about it once and then put it to bed but it was just a lot all at once you know um selling the house and just dealing with all those complicated fucked up feelings that I was feeling um and just having this person just come in and just kind of shitting all over
1: Everything and, and with a blank face, like, you know, when somebody, sh- you know, when somebody's trying to be a villain, like you just get the sense that she just doesn't know where she's at. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to say anything to Katie. Just like, listen, shake your head and understand where she's coming from. And she still would say, I still want to make out with them. And I thought it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen on TV. And this is pre-scandable.
2: Yeah, I just I, I couldn't I couldn't fathom like what her goal was and why, like why she couldn't like process or why it wasn't sinking in.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Processing is a huge thing that I keep going back to with her because I just don't see how she processes information and I still don't. And the thing that I keep making the point to the audience is that even when we get Rachel in the reunion, I don't think anything anybody's going to be satisfied because when she's actually talking, she's not very present on screen and she doesn't pop like some people do. So I think we're you know it's not something that we're going to get real solid answers from. And I don't know how much more there is to mine from that. And if we were to go into season eleven, I would be confused how any of that would work. Do you behind the scenes, Katie? Do you? Being in this for so long, do you start piecing it together in your head of what production might be trying to do or where do we go from here? Because right now the world's your oyster in regards to the sandwich shop. We could see a whole Katie dating season. Mm -hmm. Um, We could see, I mean, there's so many things that you have available to you going into season 11. Are you trying to like, see how everything pieces out in your mind?
2: Um, I try not to like think too much about it. I try to just kind of keep my, eyes on my paper because when you try to start thinking ahead to my like like I said again after 10 seasons it's like expect the unexpected expect for the you know everything that you thought you knew to be completely different you know I I just try to like be true to my self and my you know live out my own truth you know and not you know um worry about any of that Yeah, I I know. That's the best I can do, you know, is just be authentically myself, I guess.
1: Katie, that's way too rational. Yeah, it's way too rational and actually forward thinking. I love that it's like, it's like, I love the guys on this show, like when the reunion, you know, you had said this really clear, beautiful thing at the reunion. I wrote down about like the things you said you need honesty, respect, loyalty, and integrity. These are the things I look for in friends. And Schwartz immediately followed it up with, So if I don't abide by all your terms, we can't be friends. And I was like, those four, I mean, I was like, you women, you don't stock the pins and batteries. And then you're asking for honesty and respect. What's up with you women? Because I thought it was like the the clearest way you can communicate with somebody. And he's like, if I can't do those things, I can't be your friend. Like, does that just, we had so many moments of your face going like, it was like Jim Halpert in the office where you'd look at the camera and be like, do you see what I'm dealing with here?
2: Yeah, what's up with you and your standards? Like, you know, <laughs> <All it's, right. laughs> like if you wanna be my friend, I'm gonna hold you to the same standards I hold all my friends to. Like how yeah. that? <laughs>
1: I mean, like, I love that though, like honesty and respect and integrity, those could be impossible for some people. And I, you know, everybody says speak clearly and you spoke as clearly as possible. And I just thought it was amazing. Sometimes the answers, these men's men will give back myself included. Like this season has made me look at my own behavior and I feel like, damn, we have so much, we have so much work to do on ourselves. And uh, I'm very curious about all this in regards to your mom, Terry Maloney, Uh, she had, I think a star making season, uh, (laughs) she really did. And, and, and I think, you know, obviously she's your mom, but your mom has been one of the kindest people to me. Like she checks in on me. She checked. I mean, like, I don't, I didn't know your mom before this season and before she even popped up on screen, she's one of the nicest people. She always checks in on my mom. She always, I, I were you shocked or surprised to see how many people took to your mom on screen?
2: I mean I wasn't surprised because I know like of course she's like the best you know so it wasn't like you know I wasn't like oh well people actually like her you know I knew that like people would respond in a very like positive way to her you know but I mean the I guess in the the quantity you know I you know I think was surprising but um I well, no, like, <laughs> I got so many dms it's like yeah i guess <laughs> you know i i guess there's you know she's got like t-shirts and stuff
1: <laughs> oh yeah there's like an action figure at there there's a terry maloney action figure eventually yeah
2: and i mean like i guess like yeah like that that is like a fun surprise of, of it all um but i guess it is to be expected you know but um no she she's she's like that person in 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 so many people's lives like like growing up in my friend's lives and you know in the restaurant she ran you know for like her employees like she was like very much like a second mom and she coached cheerleading and she was that kind of like figure in people's lives you know she just like she just has always cared so much for people that she you know has like any kind of connection where she just genuinely cares like she's got yeah a
1: good- yeah you just don't sense falseness from her like you know you can usually pick up false You know, from people or even like we were talking about with Rachel and I just like she's just such seems like such a positive light I know she was on Lala's podcast with you and talking about all the stuff that got cut out of that Do you think we might see some of the never the the secrets revealed because it got way more intense with your mom? And I had spoken to somebody on production before Scandal even broke about that scene and how intense it got Why do you think they cut out Tom yelling at her like he did? Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
0: When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com.
2: Um, I don't, I mean, it it always comes, it always boils down to time, you know? I mean, that scene in itself is already so long that I think it just was kind of trying to take the most, um, crazy points of it all you know um i i i don't know i wish they would have because it was very messed up
1: (laughs) that's what i mean like i mean from what i hear you know i didn't get to see it but sandoval was like yelling i'm like how do you yell at a parent we saw rachel go oh god and i'm like i i literally almost threw my tv out the the window But to be in that moment and then to continue on in that scene, I don't think people realize just even how much more intense it got. And then that scene for you too, where you go out by the, which by the way, the the fact that they have gas canisters or propane tanks at the Sur Alley is wild. But you and Tom and then Rachel, once again, going into your face, like she's almost like, I didn't understand that. It's like, like she kept trying to push you. Like she kept trying to get in your face at that point. And Schwartz, once again, Likes yeah. to stand up for anybody but you. I mean, was that weird once again to have her in your face during that scene?
0: Um,
2: Totally. Because I had, you know, I was done with her. And I told her, I'm done with you. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't want to talk to her. I didn't want to see her. I, there was conversation was over. I, I mean, when she sat down and started talking to me and then was saying, like, you know, and you rage text him like you can see my like my chest like rise and fall like the adrenaline just started kicking in and i'm like what are, why are you talking to me like what are you doing what is your purpose and <laughs> and saw, it just yeah, like it just like didn't it did it went nowhere good from there so for her to now be seeking me out in the back parking lot while i'm trying to just like talk to tom and you know then they start having this like weird little jokey moment between them i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me oh that
1: was well and now looking back don't you think that jokey moment was that they both knew sandoval was the dude she was actually banging so that was the inside joke of like katie doesn't realize but this is actually what's going on don't you think that's what the laughing was about
2: the joke was is that they both knew that there was absolutely nothing between them. And I also like knew that I didn't realize that there was like really absolutely nothing between them because there was like something else entirely going on. You know? Um, I don't know that they were like wink, wink, you know, Sandoval, but like, they were just like, no, for real, we're just like really just friends. I'm like, well, yeah, no, no shit. But like, you know, I'm obviously upset and you don't care about that. Like you don't care about my feelings. Like the entire summer, No one cared about my feelings. They made me feel foolish for having feelings. I was ridiculed and chastised right and left, you know, while I was already just trying to heal and just, you know, take care of myself.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was thinking about this. You know, you guys are like the Beatles of pain. Like, you know, you guys are like the Beatles of reality TV, but all of it's based around your personal pain. And once again, like even right now, I'm asking you these deeply personal questions and I barely know you. That's gotta be really tiring for you is that I'm like so excited to talk to Katie, but I'm like, Katie, tell me about the fall of your relationship. Like how, I mean, that's so dark because that's just not how real life works, but you're used to it after 10 years. Like you're, this is just what happens with the, the business that you're in?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is not how, I guess real life for most people works, but I guess it's my life.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, um, I would think your dream 10 years ago for yourself is much different now has that dream. And I know you've been to therapy and all that stuff. Do you have like a very specific dream for these next 10 years? Because your life, when, when I got divorced, like Sheena even said, you don't get married to get divorced. I never would have thought that. So my whole life from that point on became different and I never thought I would be doing this or anything that I'm doing. Um, did you have to make new goals or do you have new dreams for these next 10 years?
2: Um, oh Gosh, I mean, yeah, that truth is, is that nobody gets divorced or gets married hoping that they get divorced. Um, the next 10 years, I mean, I don't know, it's just to really be abundantly Happy and whatever that looks like, and it's and making decisions every day. Like just whether it's small things, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Whether it's like getting ice cream, or you know, (laughs) totally small. It's like little small things, you know, um, or bigger things, you know. But um, I just putting myself first because putting someone else, you know, before you or right next to you, um, prioritizing them for 10 years and um having that end up how it ended up um is crushing. So um it's just kind of being, you know, I don't know, just always kind of like redirecting the energy back to myself, but you know, kind of keep I don't know. Um I'm just excited about kind of the unknown and knowing that anything can like happen. And like I, I, yeah. I want I wanna like have like specific things about like I don't know, but just having an idea and like yeah. dreaming big and romanticizing life and like kind of being delusional. It
1: would have been great if you said, start a cover band. You're like, I, the dream is to start a cover band at this point.
2: No, no I mean, we got the sandwich shop, and that's like, obviously like, that's like the one thing that's like happening. And there's obviously like bigger goals for that. Cause it's like this one location, but obviously the goal is to have like multiple locations and, um, you know, thinking about branding ideas for that. Um, So that's like the one like tangible thing that, you know, is like the the goal and the dream that I've been working on and towards. But, you know, the personal life stuff is more just like being like fancy free and, you know.
1: Yeah, you got you just went on this beautiful overseas trip I saw that looked awesome. You know, these little adventures. But it is I noticed for myself it was hard to break out of these patterns You know, when you are used to a certain thing, it feels weirdly uncomfortable when you start trying to live for yourself because it's like two left feet at first. So it takes like this. There's an adjustment period before you really start learning how to be happy again.
2: I mean, a little bit, but like I think once (laughs) you realize like, oh, my God, I can do whatever I want whenever I want and when you like choose to lean into that it's like so liberating and so much fun that like i never look back and like think like this is weird i don't know how to do this i listen i got very <laughs> It was like the adjustment <laughs> period was like pretty Small well because you had
1: been living I mean that was the thing is that like He uh, like I, I say this Every episode he forced your hand like people He'll still be like I didn't want the divorce But it's like he was doing things That would actually literally force your hand And most people don't make the brave decision that you Made you made a very painful decision And you actually took pr- you, you made yourself a priority finally To actually say I deserve more out Of this life and I don't want to rip on Mr. Schwartz you know because he has his own own issues and his own journey, which I think he's gonna keep repeating the same mistakes, but you nobody does what you did. Like you went into the great unknown, you gambled on yourself, and I feel like it's paying off.
2: Well yeah, I mean that is what you're the dilemma that you're faced with because you're like, I love this person. And yeah, I, you know, I want to be with them and I want them to choose me. But the truth is is I don't think they're ever going to. So what am I gonna do? Am I gonna do am I gonna just stay with them? And what's comfortable and what I know and be with this person that I love knowing pretty much what the outcome is going to be or am I going to do the scary thing and choose myself and be potentially like very happy even if I'm going to be alone but like, you know, just knowing that like this is probably the right thing for myself because this isn't working.
1: Yeah. It's like you can tell you're coming from this place of strength this season. So it's like nothing seemed, I mean, the Ra- Rachel stuff would rattle anybody, but like you usually come from this place of strength of like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, I mean, even after Sheena's wedding or the makeout, you dropped off the dogs and he was like, oh, it's crazy. The bar. And you're like, okay, have a good day. And you just walked right back out. It was one of the best comedic scenes, even though it was completely grounded in reality. Um, speaking about something about her. Uh, according to the reunion, you guys sold over $200,000 in merchandise and still selling. I talked to Janet Elizabeth yesterday and I was trying to get more information. You guys said at the end of May, by the way, something about her has a TikTok account they started yesterday or this week. So go uh, go follow them there. But when do we think we might be operational uh, on this?
2: Yeah, I mean, we were hoping by like end of May, but you know, in the nature of like these things and starting a restaurant, there's... Like always, gonna be. <laughs> I Have you fun. gone
1: through three chefs already? Is is Greg yeah. uh, giving you a guff? What? Let's go is the, no. is the mood lighting not right yet? Yeah.
2: No, um, but the the rest, the, our design and build out and everything is gonna be finished by the end of May. So we're not wrong about one of the things, but um, we are gonna be open this summer. I again because we already said and like I'm 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 hesitant to give like a yeah a, yeah yeah or a specific time because the last thing I want to do is people like you said hey, she's a liar
1: she's a liar
2: because there's so many moving parts and there's so many things that need to to happen that sometimes ultimately like aren't really up to you um, when things can get approved and people also have to you know um it's just there's a lot that goes into it um but it's it's yeah it's going to be this summer and we are like really Excited, and we had a really great meeting yesterday. And, um, yeah, what else are you, you still
1: starting off with the four different sandwiches? Are you doing the because Ken loves the uh, is it the Greek one? I've never tasted a sandwich like this in my life,
2: oh, yeah, because he's vegetarian, so he, yeah, so, um, those ones were definitely going to be on there. And then, you know, we were working on some other ones as well, and you know, finalizing menu and breads, and you know, all of the, the rest of it,
1: um. How funny was it for you in the moment to have Ken shuffle in and be like I can't believe Dom Zanzibar was in a jacuzzi with Raquel. You were there for an iconic moment and they cut to your face and I know that's a real reaction but how much of it was lol Ken like in that moment.
2: Yeah, I was like what is he for real? Like, (laughs) what did he just say? And I was like, "Are you?" I was like, at first I was like, wait, what? And then I was like, are you just starting a rumor? Like, are you like, and then Lisa's like, oh no, like Raquel, like showed up late and this is what she was doing. And I was like, oh my God, what? Like, (laughs) you know, I, I, like at first it was like, I kind of laughed because, you know, Ken is, his humor is so sarcastic. Yeah that I'm kind of like used to sort of like being like, wait, what? And then him being like, giving me the look. And I'm like, Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to it's like the Rachel fan cam. I want Ken to pop into every scene and be like, I can't believe Tom's sensible did, did you know, it is so funny to these little, mo- that's what makes this show brilliant because it's so grounded in reality, but you have still these bizarre potentially set up moments to move the scene forward. Um, something that's really annoyed me this season. I don't know if it annoys you is that people can't accept that. Like, this is an insane, bad thing. People need to also add on top of it of you guys. This was completely scripted. Katie, you memorized your lines this is all planned out all of this is planned out and we're all being fooled. Does that frustrate you like it frustrates me?
2: And no it re- it really does frustrate me because it just completely diminishes like pe- people's real feelings and their lives and you know it's just like why why would somebody put themselves through something like this just for the sake of, like why can't people just accept that sometimes life is stranger than fiction and exactly. Why- like it's just it's b- bizarre and it's extreme and i think that's why it's it exploded the way it has because of the pure nature of it and i don't think anyone could come up with this or write this so you're, like i yeah, think it maybe exactly. someone's wildest wettest dream perhaps but like no one would actually have the balls to say like suggest something like that like this is just something that is as fucked up as it is like happens you know and it and, not that it should ever, but um, no, I think people just need to just get over it and accept that like, this is,
1: yeah, this is real pain, this is real, you know, but also there are certain things on reality shows that are structured. Like, you know, when you're going in to shoot a scene, in fact, the LA times article was fascinating. Cause you had a quote in there, you were supposed to go film, watch what happens live the week that all this broke. And they sent Lisa instead and they, you know, they had you stay, but they wouldn't tell you why they made you stay cause you were going to shoot again. And this is when all that broke. I mean, they, and you even said to them, you're like, is this something that's going to make me cry? And they were like, potentially like, so you didn't even know what was happening. When did you find, was it Friday like everybody else? Or did you find out Thursday?
2: Um, it was f- like, I, as my mind kind of started to wander and I was like, of all the things that have been I've been thinking about it that it could possibly possibly be because you know obviously after we wrapped i i saw you know raquel had gone to sandoval's show and didn't post about it
1: yeah, yeah yeah
2: like there were things happening i was like but there was no evidence of like them having anything going on and i was like could it possibly be could it possibly be this and then I found out Friday that, in fact, yeah. But I didn't know, I didn't know, like, a, a Ariana, a, a, you know, a Tom Tom and his show that, that there was a video on his phone. I didn't know any of that. I, I I didn't know about Sheena pushing Raquel. I, I found out all the information. I just kind of, like, had a, a hunch that perhaps maybe there was some kind of something that happened, that Raquel was at another one of his shows. You know, like, one of the. <laughs>
1: The big news is Tom's added five songs to his cover band concert. It's really big news. We're going to need you to stay back. Um, now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at Quince. Now, uh, I talked about Quince before. they uh, It's just amazing online shopping for men and women. Um, and I got to tell you, just from my own personal experience, like they give you, um, they let you spend like just a, a little bit of money to kind of see how you like the product. And I got this beautiful blue shirt that you can kind of wear as a jacket as well. And then I got a beautiful blazer and I love both of them. In fact, if you watch the YouTube videos, I I believe I wore it for my Vanderpump Rules one and I just love it so much. It's the kind of clothes that make me want to go out and actually have a life. (laughs) No, for real. And I gotta tell you, it was so hard to even pick these two and I'm on their website right now, and I'm like, dang, you guys, because I'm looking at it, and I'm like, there's so many things since the last time I've been on Quince, which is just Quince.com, that I want to get. And I'm a dude. I mean, you got to see how many, like, ladies things they have on here. It's amazing. I mean, shopping for clothes, it's a compromise, right? Right? It often feels like I have to choose between saving up for an expensive luxury piece or settling for a cheap, fast fashion item that won't last That was until I elevated my closet with Quince. So with Quince, you can get high-quality, timeless pieces without paying the luxury price tag. Like I was telling you, those two pieces I got, those are pieces that I will—I mean, just you can clock me at this point. I swear to God, I will probably have those pieces for the next five to eight years, period, because they're they're high-quality— Quince offers a range of must-have items, like they have like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweater for only $50, 100% European linen pants for $40, luxurious mulberry silk skirts at $60, not to mention they got $50 Italian leather bags, and you can get 14-karat gold jewelry for $30. Bucks. So all their prices, they are 50 to 80% less than similar luxury brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you will have them in your closet forever. So I truly love them. And when I go onto their website, which is just Quince.com, and by the way, if you go there, you can put in your email address on there and unlock $20 off as well. But it's super easy to navigate their website It has Father's Day gifts as a heading, new arrivals, bestsellers, women, men, home, baby and kids, travel, lookbooks. It's just amazing. When I go to the men's, immediately it hits you with the $59 cashmere, leather, new arrivals, back in stock, all products, sweaters, activewear, jackets and outerwear. This makes me want to be a more fashionable person, and they make it so easy to be that way. I'm just really impressed with them. And I was so excited to see that they were the sponsor again this week. So I know you're wondering though, okay, Ryan, how do they do this? How is it this, you know, how is it this inexpensive? So Quince partners directly with top factories to cut the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to you. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So I can feel good about getting high-quality items that last longer. So shop with Quince today. And Ryan, you're like, how do you spell Quince? It's, I'm going to do it right now. It's Q-U-I-N-C-E. Go there, discover the affordable luxury you deserve. You just go to Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash so bad, and you are going to get free shipping off your entire order, you're also going to get 365 day returns on your next order. So that's quince.com slash so bad, free shipping, 365 day returns. Go check it out. I think you're going to find something immediately that you uh, fall in love with. And I think this might be something that you might not even be familiar with. It was something completely new to me, and I loved it. So check it out. It also helps the show, but I think it's going to help you more. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. Did this, so you finding out this out though, even though you had weird suspicions throughout the season, did it still drop you? Like it dropped a lot of us of like, what I was right. Or I was like, my, my spidey sense was working.
2: Yeah. Because I think, I think people thinking that it, you know, a lot of people thinking that um it was staged or concocted or fake was because of these suspicions and everything like that. But again, these suspicions alone don't hold up. Um, So even though we had suspicions, it was still very like shocking. I mean, it wasn't the shocking that like it was Raquel, but like the just the pure nature and the details and just the the des- deceit and the lie. Like that was just very, yeah. It was shocking.
1: Yeah, I had uh, Sheena on the podcast right before she went to watch what happens live with Raquel. And there's a huge moment where I'm talking about you're really backing Raquel this season. You're really standing up for her. You're really, and you know, she, you know, you know her whole rap at that time. And it's very interesting to see how this completely shifted things. And 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 to her credit, she admits, like, listen, I'm completely in the wrong. And you even held Sheena's feet to the the flames a little bit at the reunion, saying. The door is open, but I have seen this pattern of behavior. And what's so w- interesting about being on a show for this long, they cut to like multiple clips from both sides of this thing where Sheena felt this way, you felt this way. Um, but it is interesting. You said I've seen a pattern of behavior of you kind of throwing yourself into these people that don't necessarily deserve your trust and your ad, you know, your your support. And I, I do notice that a little bit with Sheena and I get. I do get nervous about that, but right now, is the door still open for you guys?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, because Sheena seems to be very adamant that, like, this is, you know, changed her and her way that she's going to sort of navigate and move through, like, friendships and trust and all that. And so, you know, it's not like whether I believe that or not, but it's like, if that's what she's saying and she's going to really adopt and, and make some behavior modifications, then I'm not going to be someone that's going to, I'll give some benefit of the doubt there, but you know, it's like, okay, what's going to happen when there comes a time where you're going to have to choose which side of history or an argument you want to be on? And not to say that I'm going to be the person that's in the right or in the wrong, but or that she should just throw her loyalty in my corner or anything like that. But it's like, she has historically just gone against me for the sake of going against me or just blindly, you know, followed someone into the, You know the shit, so and it's just like sheena. So we'll just. I mean, ten ten
1: seasons. 10 seasons of you guys, and that's what's interesting is like you know, this isn't just some fly by net reality show, you guys have intense history in these shows. Another person that I was, sh- I never thought I would see the day where Katie Maloney stepped into DJ James Kennedy's apartments to have him do a phone call with Raquel, yet there you were. And <laughs> it is so interesting to even find you laughing now at the, like when he's like, You're a woman with a mustache, and you guys are giggling, and you guys are like, You know, you seem to get actual joy that has shocked me more than anything what was the thaw like on you guys
2: what was the what on
1: us the thought like you guys have thawed. you're you know very feuding and and he said some really horrific things which i always remind people we all like him now it's what he chooses to do with that like from this point on he could screw this up really quickly um but you seem to you know to to saw you've you've softened towards him
2: yeah i mean and that's been something that has been happening over the course of like a, a couple of years it's yeah. you know it wasn't an overnight thing i think if people remember it was back a couple of years now um to like like even like pre pandemic you know so yeah it, 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 it's been some time now of us sort of um i mean when i started my podcast in like 2020 he was like my first guest so like we've been in a pretty you know good place for some time now um but yeah you know he's got he's got a a sharp tongue and I and I and I understand but I think you know he is um making efforts to grow and not be (laughs) that guy so yeah hopefully he doesn't back back
0: well
1: I was just the, a couple uh, episodes ago, there was that scene with him and Allie where he's like, I don't need therapy. I'm good. I've had a great life. You know, like I have no, and all even Allie, like it was like this, like we all like, okay, James, cause you know, and especially interesting him being a guy in this intense well of sadness. It feels like even with sand all, he's like, we were bros is that you're like, oh shit, he's going to have to deal with this eventually down the line. Like, you know, the fact that he even says, I don't think I need therapy is wild. And Schwartz had the same thing of, well, this bar is my therapy, and then at the reunion, he goes. He says something of like, "This reunion's like therapy," and I'm like, "No, therapy is therapy." I well, mean, that's, Katie,
2: you—that's coming from someone who's never actually like done therapy, so they don't even know well, therapy.
1: Is. It, w- it would blow their minds. Like, I don't know why people are scared of therapy. Did 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 you uh, did you visit a therapist after the breakup?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And
1: it helps, right?
2: Yeah, and I and he he thought about it um and the thing is when we had done like couples therapy he like would really get into it he would kind of eat up most of the time but then (laughs) he would himself think about he's like well i just don't want them to sit there and be like well how does that make you feel i'm like well there's therapists that don't necessarily ask that question but that's kind of the point is to like kind of unpack those emotions to kind of ask yourself how those things make you feel (laughs)
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, it is just funny. There's a uh, propensity for men, especially to be afraid of therapy. And I just thought it's, it seems to be a recurrent theme with the men of Vanderpump rules, even though Sandoval used it, but he weaponized it against Ariana to find a way to break up with Ariana without telling her. So that's not usually the proper way to use therapy. That's more of a life coach, I think. Um, yeah. The other thing, the most intense question for you is, Katie, are you a pyromaniac? Did you have a history with pyromania at all? You always refer to burning people up and setting them on fire. I was going to save this question for your mom down the line, but did, did did you burn things up as a kid? Where did the fire thing come from?
2: No, never. I think it was more like, like a, a metaphor or something just for like, <laughs> you know, just lighting someone up with, you know words or I, I don't know yeah no wanting just someone just to like burn
1: no it's just i i love the i love it like when it's used i'm just like where is this coming from like is it like was she just lighting things on fire as a kid and it's one of those like fire starter katie i really uh but i know i totally get it uh also just really briefly uh i don't want to get any cease and desist the joe stuff you can hear on other podcasts you guys she's talked about it um, <laughs> but it's another thing though in regards to. It's just really dark if you pay attention to the in-betweens of it, because it was Dodie's friend. She cut off Dodie when she moved in with Schwartz. There's so much secretiveness in that. And it's another thing where Schwartz can't really seem to get off the fence to even admit what she is or what she isn't. And it seems like he's falling into kind of old traits with that. Um, You know, in terms of you and Dodie, did you ever have that discussion of like, what the, you just, you like let this demon in potentially.
2: Um. Oh yeah, no. Chris and I talked ad, ad nauseum about it, especially when it was going down when she blocked her number because I like when I found out that Joe has, you know, been staying with Tom or temporarily living with him, I text Kristen. I was like, Do you know that Joe's staying with Tom? she's like, What? So she was <laughs> she texted her and was like trying to like get in touch with her and she wouldn't answer her. She would not answer Kristen. And they had just been, like, maybe they hadn't spoke for, like, a week, maybe, because she was, like, I think she had been going through something, but, which was weird for them because they spoke every single day. But it didn't make any sense, like, why she didn't ask Kristen for a place to stay if she needed, like, why she went to Tom, who she didn't know well at all.
1: And then people don't understand like people have to pay attention. Like the, the, you even said the day when, you know, the, the, the breakup happened or when it got announced, she texted you and was like, what up girl, love and light, Justin Bieber. I love you. And I think that is one of the gnarliest things. And in fact, I think it was maybe on Dodie's podcast this week. She even said she put like Raquel, Tom, Ariana and herself on a group text after this all split up and was like, I love you guys. Oh, I feel like a, a family's breaking down. And I was like, this girl doesn't, this girl seems to be in that Raquel thing where she doesn't understand uh proper etiquette at all
2: yeah no this is why i said she's spooky like i just don't understand the people who just are so uncouth and don't under like it's just someone also said use the word it's ghoulish almost it's like it, it really is it's just she's just so it's a like bizarro <laughs> in my mind i'm like is she unwell like i don't know like and so i made that comment on like uh, not on her instagram not on that like just about her in general and so to say like oh cease and desist i'm like what who Whose acumen of the law am I? <laughs> None of y'all. None of y'all. <laughs> um,
1: do, do you have 10 more minutes, Katie? Can, or you? do you have to run?
2: Yeah, no, I'm good. Go
1: okay. Um, yeah, you can stop anytime you want. Sorry, I, I don't want to. Um, do you... Um, In terms of like trust and things like that at this point, I'm sure with men, it's very hard, but also how much is it hard to trust people because you are on a television show and do people do want things from you and a piece of you. I mean, I'm even bothering you to be on a podcast. How do you deal with that on a daily basis of trying to judge who likes me for me and who likes me because I'm on a show who like, you know, like even with guys like Satchel, I imagine, which I know he has a girlfriend now. Everything's good. You guys, even though he wears socks with sandals, he's my king. Um. Do, do you find it hard, you know, trusting anybody now?
2: It's not, I don't, that's not really so much of the issue because I am one of those people that will, I feel, I, I'm, I feel like I have good judge of character and that doesn't, I know some people don't even know what that means, <laughs> but meaning that I'm able to like get a pretty good read on people uh, like straight away. Um, and, I also if I can't get a read on someone I'll maybe kind of hang back for a moment and take my time I can slowly warm up to them um but it's just because I'm I am protective of my energy and and my time and and how it's spent and sometimes I'm like I don't know if I just need another person around like if I feel like there's you know um someone that I just really connect with and want to spend time with and they, and I think that they're you know bring value or add something to my life, then sure. But, you know, yeah, there are sometimes people that yeah. sort of orbit that I kind of look sideways at and I will not, you know, trust that. Yeah. And and that's usually when people are like, Oh, you know, she's a bitch or this. <laughs> and it's just like, no, it's just like, but the thing is, it's, like, it's not that I don't like, like you. It's just that I just, can I, Preserve the right to not welcome you with open arms just because you want to or think that you should have access to my life because you orbit this group or this, you know, whatever. And then it, you know, that will sometimes snowball into something and saying, you know, Katie's a bitch. And then when I respond to you in a way that you don't. <laughs>
1: see she's horrible she's standing up for herself or yeah it is interesting to hear so many things said about yourself i imagine over these 10 seasons you have to be completely desensitized at this point but i imagine still some things really would get to you i know even small comments get to me um in the reunion you do talk about um, being a person that like, even sometimes your friends, you know, like, you, you know, you keep things reserved, even your friends sometimes won't even know that you're having a hard time and you do need people to reach out and stuff. And and I think that goes along the lines with what you're just saying. Have you always been that way, even since a
2: kid? Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I mean, I don't, I just, I don't like to burden people. You know, there's, there's some people that make it very easy um for me to open up to you know because they will like they will check in or they will you know but again it makes it's also like pardon me doesn't want to have to repeat 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 yep um but yeah i mean sometimes i don't want to be like hey i see that you're having a great day can i dump a bunch of shit on you i don't want to <laughs> yes, dump yeah. you. Yep. you know i just i don't like to be that person yeah. even though i am that person to a lot of pe- a lot of other people i you know i just Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, sometimes I I can compartmentalize my emotions and my feelings because I'll have, you know, talked about it in therapy. But then, you know, when my friends are like, I didn't know, I'm like, well, you didn't ask and I wasn't going to offer up the information. So, but to say that you didn't know is not really fair to put on me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I wasn't
2: going to like start off the conversation being like, Hey, I know today I'm like in a really great mood, but like, I'm not like totally all the way good. We don't need to talk about it. But like, it just feels like weird. It's like, you can ask me because clearly, I'm going through a major life transition. So like whatever, but um, it's no one's fault. Let's put it that way. It's not my fault. I, it's not my fault but yeah. don't like just- say that, like at the end of the day, that like you had no idea. You do have an idea.
1: Yeah, completely. But I used to love when people would just leave me alone about the thing I was going through and I just got to be around them. You know, it's just like, oh, I get to hear voices and, you know, see person, you know, like, and I don't have to actually talk about myself. That was always what I was looking for. Two last things in terms of the reunion. Lisa Vanderpump is getting a lot of flack right now because, you know, like, be careful with Tom. You know, he's good, he's good. Were you frustrated at all? Uh, I know you said you were in a kind of a fugue state at the reunion, but watching it back, do you think Lisa in any way was... standing up too much for the men of Vanderpump rules.
2: Um, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I get trying to be, you know, diplomatic or, pro- you know, protective of them because those are her like business partners or something like that. But I think it's just like, not the time I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, this we, time we, to, to choose that stance on it.
1: Yeah. Um, And then finally, uh, Sheena and Brock, of course, were on an Australian radio show. Of course, this came from them. Uh, And this was all so hinted at in the Variety article by Kate Arthur is that supposedly there is something so jaw dropping about to come out that you guys, they say, do not even consider coming back for season 11 until you see all of the reunion episodes. Are they just trying to get you guys to watch the show for extra ratings or like what do you think could possibly make you not want to sign back up for this show?
2: Well, I don't know if that was necessarily how it was worded. I think it was just like that there was going to be some inf- new information in the one-on-ones that we're not aware of that might change some perspective of point of view. I don't know. I mean, I we've all been through so much on this show <laughs> in the last 10 years. It's like, what could possibly, like, I don't know that there's anything so- too scandalous or too, I don't know. That was, that's going to rock our worlds all that much.
1: I don't know. Yeah. What, what, what about the rumor I just started that you hooked up with Tom Sandoval? Is there any truth to that rumor? Is there any truth to it? That would be jaw dropping. No, but like even you as a person in this scene and you have a pretty good sense of everybody. I mean, like, we had the false Raquel pregnancy rumor last week. We have, I mean, there's so many rumors that are coming out now. I just don't know what would be so horrible that would actually affect production in any way, unless Lisa Vanderpump was, like, closing Sir or something. But even then, I don't think the show could still go on. You haven't worked at Sir in a long time.
2: I don't think that it's something that's, like, so horrible. I just think it's something that might put some bad taste in people's mouth. I just think people
1: (laughs) it's already a bad tasting mouth. What are you talking about? No, but I mean
2: in just in general, I just think that like maybe people are running wild with it. I don't know. I just in general it's always a good idea just to like curb appetite on these kind of things, just to like like like, I don't know. (laughs) Who
1: knows? (laughs) Well, the frenzy is just at an all time, like high still. And I need this to be over in three weeks because I need to get back to my life. And I can't imagine (laughs) you living. No, for real. Like, I can't imagine you guys being in it. But I've heard so many weird rumors that I just want it to stop. Um, Did you, by the way, did you see Tom talking about his nail polish on Glamour magazine? He was like upset. Can you believe Uh... that that? He always picks the weirdest things to be upset by.
2: No, I, I, like, boy, like, you you were up in the night over, like, the wrong, wrong things. Like, the <laughs> Glamour magazine.
1: He's like, my nail polish! How dare <laughs> you attack that!
2: Like, girl, you're mad that, like, Glamour <laughs> is not glamorizing you. <laughs> Try again.
1: He's like, it's my dream to be in Glamour magazine, and this is how they feature me? Um... <laughs> He's like,
2: they're like screenshotting the definition of journalist. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: yeah. And then he, I mean, poor guy, he doesn't know how to spell the words. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like, like communicating effectively is one of his not great. He doesn't have that trait. Um, And then Katie, what are you liking pop culture wise? What do you love watching right now that is not Vanderpump rules? And what do you listen ooh. to?
2: Um, I'm loving, well, obviously succession. Um, Dude, <laughs> Sunday's
1: the last one. Are you bummed?
2: yeah because it's like there's literally no more after this but i mean they're going out on such a bang um i saw oh do you know who i saw in new york i saw kendall roy at a bar and i was like
1: (laughs) (laughs) did you you, he was just oh my god was he did you go and say hi
2: no, uh-uh. he probably
1: watches Vanderpump rules at this point. It's like you guys in succession, everything else pales. We forgot a Kardashian season ever even started airing because of you guys. <laughs> You've like taken on the Kardashians. Um, right.
2: um. And then I watch, I'm watching the new season of the ultimatum on Netflix.
1: Yeah. Oh, the one that just came out yesterday, the, the queer love version.
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it, it came it- out a couple days ago, I think. Okay. Yeah. And you're digging that. Yeah. It's great.
1: And we saw your record player in your place what music are you digging right now or what's your go-to
2: ooh oh I mean it's it so depends on like my mood to be honest really truly um right now I've been listening to like a lot of like, oh, I mean this is like always is the thing but like a lot of like you know screamo emo <laughs> from like back in the day a lot of yeah, you- for some reason but it's just like I just it's feeding my soul.
1: Yeah, I mean that's uh you know emo night is every night emo night is VPR night as as you guys like to say. Um, wait, and Jackson, Brittany, and all those stuff. Would you like them to come back or or I mean you guys did this all yourself. Would you like new additions? Would you like Dodie to come back uh, more?
2: I mean I think it would be just a very interesting time to bring back people from the past for sure. I don't don't know like if they are interested or if it, if it would work, but I think. We definitely need some new additions. You know, I think that regardless, we need some, some fresh blood.
1: Yeah. I just don't know how you guys are going to have, if Raquel comes back, I just don't even know how that, I don't even know how it works with Sandoval at this point. I don't know how it works with Schwartz. Um, Katie Maloney, uh, this, I went to, I got like through a 10th of my questions. Thank you so much. You know, she knows how much I've been wanting to talk to her. And I really appreciate you taking your time, Uh, thank you for being so kind to me and thank you to Terry Maloney as well. I'm sure you're doing this as a favor to your mom. So I appreciate that. And I hope you'll consider coming on again because I have have so many things to ask you about, even if it's just pop culture and Taylor Swift, but you, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for sharing your entire heart this season. Um, and I'm really scared to see these final three episodes, but really (laughs) relieved. Uh, when are we going to get you back on your podcast, Katie?
2: Well, I'm actually working on a separate podcast with someone else.
1: I think Dana.
2: Dana, yeah, maybe, so Dana, yeah. yeah. Dana and I are working on um, a podcast together that I'm really excited about. Well, so, you got to get
1: out there now. I mean, this van, you all, you guys are like, you got to get out there so we can start promoting this podcast.
2: I do. I know. We'll 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 get after it. There's just been. um I mean, it's been a little, it's been a little, <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry, sorry, Katie. Yeah. Um, also, I've offered you this before, but I was at a subway. I saw a guy with a big sandwich sign. I'm willing to do that <laughs> outside of something about her. I will be your sandwich flipper guy, or I'll uh, work in the back and wash dishes free. You can pay me under the table. It would be an honor. Um, but, uh, you guys will keep you uh, posted when of course, something about her opens. I really do think you are going to have a huge hit right out of the gates. Um, so much goodwill towards you guys right now. So I'm so excited to see what the future holds.
2: Thank you. Yeah. We're really excited. I'll keep you posted.
1: Okay. Well, Katie Maloney, I'm sad to see you go, but thank you so much for being here. And, uh, I hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
2: Yeah. Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Batches.